This is Lost in the Groove. And I'm Mike. I'm Dave. We hippies have come together to spark change. So together, we give you our society and culture podcast. So with that, let's get funky and let the intro music play, baby. Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of Lost in the Groove. We've been talking about the LGBTQ community for the last several episodes, and hopefully we've been able to shed a little more light and share some of the ins and outs of uh, either what's going on in the current culture, people's perceptions. We've had some great guests on. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about youth. Um, Dave and I sometimes have opinions that align and sometimes have opinions that uh, that may vary and differ uh, but the whole purpose is to just better understand and figure out ways so that we can all really get along and help educate everybody if you aren't familiar we did drop this link before it's called the trevor project a organization that helps and works with um, the youth who are going through these transitions at this time, um, whatever gender it may be, as they go through these transitions, it's nice that there's somebody out there to lend a hand, some emotional support, and more. So we're going to dive into the topic of LGBTQ concerning the youth. And I'm going to um, probably ask a lot of questions today and see and see exactly, you know, where Dave and I may or may not uh, agree on some of these things. So, what you know, what is your what are what are some of your perspectives, Dave? Um, do you currently have like friendships now um, with uh, people within the community? And if so, like, do you have uh, like what are the age groups? Do you know anybody that's in the in like the teenage range going through these? Kind of. I know one person. He lives in California. Uh, he is 20, though. Um, that's still pretty up, young. Yeah, he grew up in the Middle Eastern community. Uh, he grew up with kind of a similar background than I grew up with. The way, the way that I see youth is my generation and then – the generation that came after me. So kind of people that were born in the late 90s, early, early 2000s, I mean like up until like 2001, and then people that are born like between 2002 all the way up to 2004, 2005. We had a completely different upbringing when it came to being in school regarding LGBTQ. I had a little bit of an exception because I grew up in an ultra-Orthodox Jewish community. It's not accepted at all. But in a general standpoint, general people that, you know, grew up when I did, it was more hidden. It was not as accepted. Not as bad as I had it, but not as that accepted. And the issue that we face now more than ever is the education they're giving over now about the LGBTQ community. They're giving it over at the wrong ages they're giving over the wrong messages, you know, kind of engaging these kids to try to be gay, even though they're not. And it's just it. 
I'm happy it's open, but educational-wise, it's not done correctly. We know this. That's, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting that you may have come across some some evidence of that. Like, I've seen that, too, and um, it's not... It's not as like broadly t- spoken about, um, but sure. I mean, when you were talking about those specific years of uh, kids being born, so you were you were born in what ninety eight? Uh, yeah, ninety nine. I see. And so some of the kids born in like two thousand two to two thousand four, you were saying that they may have it a little bit easier if they're not necessarily within those very strict communities. Yeah. Cause you have to remember something when I was in high school in 2011. Okay. Now when was gay mar- same sex marriage legalized it was 2008 at that point already by 2008, a lot of things changed for the, for the LGBT community. There's actually a start now of, okay, gay marriage is legal. Let's keep on going. So from that period of time going up, there was this constant environmental change of people's opinions towards the gay community. And you saw that in schools with teachers that were gay that weren't so comfortable before, but now they could be a lot more open with. And that shift has allowed kids in high school that are attracted to males or they're pansexual or they may be trans. They feel more comfortable because it's more open. It's more accepted. My demo, like my age group, we didn't really grow up in schools like that. You know, we were kind of like just a few years. after. So so you're thinking like uh, within the years, so within your grade school years and your middle school years, it definitely wasn't uh, an open topic. I forgot that in 08, it was actually passed. I think that was, uh, yeah. that, was Obama. Obama. that was Obama's, um, one of Obama's legacies that he had done. Um, but it's, it's kind of interesting to think of it in terms of that and, and how, how much of a difference there, there would be. Of course, the ones in strict communities are always going to suffer a little bit more parents, yeah. parents not being accepting enough. I find it curious about like what you were describing as uh, teachers feeling more comfortable now. Uh, well, those, you know, those same teachers still need to be uh, more, you know, just as careful as before in the sense of how they speak to their students, how they might approach them. Um, that, that becomes kind of a gray area. And, and over the years, we've seen a lot of, I want to say, scandals come out of the education system relating to not just LGBTQ, whether it's um, students and teachers, but, um, uh, but even of the opposite sex. So, you know, male yeah. teachers, female students, and vice versa. Uh, really bizarre. But it's a, it is a tough time for for kids who are going through this. Um, you mentioned education. What yeah. you know? What, when, when do you think is the right time to even have that type of discussion? You think it's the right place with the parents and knowing that parents are usually very difficult to speak with. 
know who would be the right person. I think so. Here's the thing education, especially teachers, professors, their job is to help you learn new material that you can use for a variety of different things. History is helping you to build a picture of how the world was, how the world is, and how the world could be. Science is there to teach us how all of the chemical compounds, how everything can be constructed and how it's made so we can understand what we are, where we live, where we're from, what we are. So it's the same thing when it comes to LGBTQ. People that are born gay mean that they are born different. We're developed differently in the womb. And, you know, parents can read books all the time, but when you want to make sure that you're pregnant, you don't talk to your spouse. You go to a doctor. You know, you want to make sure you're healthy. You don't ask your spouse. You go to a doctor. The same thing in education. It's where there, sh there should be teachers, I think there are, that they have an education of the LGBTQ, so they know how to explain it to the parents that have questions, so they know what they're dealing with. Not fantasy-wise, but like literally, scientifically, how are they are different? Yeah, you know, uh, when when Amber mentioned that, I was pretty alarmed. I didn't know that uh, it was in in such great numbers. Of course, when we compare it to the massive population we have, it may seem small, but it's still uh, four million people. Yeah, there's um, a lot of us. There, there is a lot a lot of these children who are in the womb, just born a little differently. And so like that um, is kind of a, a struggle. Like, how do you, how should you deal with that? How do you, I mean, parents must have it really difficult too. You know, if, uh, if you're a parent out there who's listening and um, you may suspect or have some clues that your kid uh, might be showing these types of signs, like it's a, it's a difficult topic to talk about. Who do you, who should you turn to and uh, what is the right approach? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you have, um, you have that portion of kids being born this way. And then you have the other portion that are discovering it along the way. I mean, I mean how much this might be, this might be tough to ask and you may not, you may not know, but how much do you think is influence from the way that uh, as a society that we connect and how information is shared and how much of it do you think is actually um, I want to say an organic kind of um, change in some of these individuals. So uh, do you kind of like, do you understand the question? Yeah. Or? Yeah. No, 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 I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I, I think, one thing we have to also remember, and this has been proven by science, when a baby is being developed, it's female. All children that has been brought to the world, when they're being developed, they are female. And there's a chemical imbalance that happens that causes a reverse, and that's how males are created. So you have to think on that aspect of we're, okay, already in the womb... It's not a perfect chemical combination that makes a child. It's chemical imbalances. It's a mixture. It's lesser and more of something. 
that makes a baby what a baby is. So then you realize that we are all born indifferent. Because we are different when we're created in the womb. And I think on the other side, I wouldn't say necessarily would be a natural growth. I think it's the same way that a person sees sex. It's a way that somebody sees another person and be like, you know, I, I, I guess the word you can use is attraction. But I feel like a better word would be you feel compatible with. Like that's a person sure. I can connect with. Going back to that same point. I, I mean, uh, human connection is vital anyways, right? And I guess that has a little bit to do with uh, um, being born as an infant, how you connect with your parents those first few years. and mm-hmm. uh, But, you know, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned like attraction. I've always kind of thought about um, LGBTQ and the the idea of attraction or preferred stimulation, as I sometimes call it. Um, it's and I, and I think when you when you put it in terms of compatibility, uh, it, it has it creates a different kind of point of view for me. Yeah. It's very it's very interesting yeah, because it, uh, it's it's not just stimulation it's not just no. sex it's not just any of these things that uh you know from from a base level when i reflect on it and think about like what is going on why the changes um what it, what does it actually mean what is you know what is sex to um to the to the average person heterosexual you know well, what is what is the meaning of that exactly? And that's generally stimulation. Yeah, um, and, pl- and and a type of pleasure. Right, and and so that's why I like the I make that connection even with the, you know this group of people that is it just stimulation a preferred type of stimulation, um, but compatibility compatibility and who you feel comfortable with and who you feel like you can be yourself with. I mean that yeah. that. Ex- further on all these other elements of uh individuality yeah and i think i guess that does come at some point in life but to more to the point like i'm really curious about that is at least your thoughts when you were growing up you said you know at around around uh, early age for you he was about four about four years old you figured you were different in some way um but i didn't really know what it was but how much but how much influence did like social media have on how that shaped your understanding of like what you're going through i mean the thing is like i grew up at a point especially i was in a close community so a lot of electronics were off limits but i was very limited i mean you know off limits yeah like you weren't allowed access to cable internet but my mom used to sneak that stuff around. Like I was able to watch cable here and there. Uh, you know, I got a cell phone when I was in high school. So, regards to social media, it wasn't until later in my teens that I was exposed to it. And you know, you have to also kind of recognize that during my childhood, payphones was a normal thing. 
Yeah. And still use <laughs> pay phones because where I grew up, there really wasn't great cellular reception. People had beepers and people had pay phones. We didn't have, we had dial up because there was nowhere else to get internet. So everybody had a modem and everybody had dial up. Like that was just, I was very limited. So for me, you know, people might say like, oh, you know, you, you know, like today, like, oh, you saw social media, like, oh, you want to emulate this person to be gay, right? That's like the stereotype that they use. Right. But I didn't have anything to emulate with because I didn't even know what it was. That's, that's a fascinating point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's very interesting. And this is why I asked the question and why my curiosity is even, um, more bliss, uh, peaked at something like that, that, you know, in today's world. And yes, we are talking about uh, the youth people between, let's say, I don't know, 12 and 25. It's a pretty big age range. But for a lot of these kids, as they go through this, it must be confusing, it must be heartbreaking, it must be uh, many, many things. And on top of that, the uh, just the, the social dilemma that comes with it too not knowing how you should act or um, things, you know, things like that. It's, it it is, it it is tough on so many levels uh, as you're just even trying to figure things out, but things are changing. And Mm -hmm. um, at least for some of these, for some of these people, they don't necessarily have to live in hiding. No, but I I do feel like there's still the problem of I you know I've personally experienced this I've I've had people that I knew that committed suicide because they were part of the community and they were not accepted. It's a problem. It's a real thing, and there's really no way to address it because I personally know you can't just like walk up to a teenager that's suffering. That's from the community and be like, it's okay. Like, you're going to be fine. Like, it's normal. (laughs) You can, you know, like, they're going to be like, who cares? Like, I can't have family anymore. And I I get that. I lost family because I'm gay. And took my mom six years to turn around. You know, like, I, I had it really hard. Like, I struggle with my dad, you know, quite a number of years before he passed away. So I understand where they're coming from. I get it. Like your life is over because your family doesn't want to have anything to do with you. It's a hard thought to grasp. And you have to say to yourself, how, how could you fix something like that? Is there, is it even, even possible to fix something like that? I mean, I think so with time. Right. So you, you, you rewind 10 years and it was a much different world and very difficult um, for said community. And you fast forward 10 years and it's different in 10 more years, it'll be different. And with every passing decade, it gets a little bit easier and easier. Um, I mean, gosh, how long will it take? I don't know, but a good example is like, your mom and she, you know, she's a good mom because uh, she may have taken six years, but as she reflected on it, uh, I think, I believe what may have occurred was um, reality 
kind of set in that what you know what difference does it make as long as she has you by her side and yeah um and knows you're healthy and you're okay and you're living a a fruitful um meaningful life so what you know what why should that matter so yeah thank you ma <laughs> yeah i mean my my mom said it pretty much like that she said you know I, i'm gonna give up my child for what i may not agree with it but it's not worth it just not and my advice to people that might know people that you know have teens that are struggling and they're thinking about suicide don't tell them that it's going to be okay it's the worst thing you can tell them the best thing you can tell them is listen it's going to suck it's going to be hard you might lose some people but guess what maybe some people that really love you they'll turn around may not accept you they'll turn around and it, and it takes and it takes, it takes time, time and yeah. you know you, like like you said it took your mom 6 years and so the the idea of a decade isn't so crazy you would it's think the whole life you have <laughs> you know you would think that um that uh it, it might be less time for people to change their minds but not if they're really set, you know kind of set in their ways it uh, and it takes a really strong person to kind of come to a conclusion that uh uh that it's not worth it as she said and like when we look at the the broader picture of a lot of these young people that are going through these difficult times in their lives um you know just remember you're not alone in the tribulations in the sense that everybody's got problems and yours um like many other people's isn't um uh, how can i put it isn't isn't something that's worth ending your life for everybody's got everybody's dealing with something and the be- the the best thing anybody at the age of 16 who's kind of going through this is uh to stay strong you know when when you decide to check out and leave this life you're giving up yeah and that's and that's permanent you're giving up forever there is no coming back from that you know uh but sticking around and trying to trying to and be a better person and change people's minds bless you by the way thanks <laughs> i didn't even hear that and i muted uh, oh yeah shit he's <laughs> going to say he's a fucking magician folks i don't know how he did that um I mean it's it's so true because you know people going to think I'm nuts but it makes me like it's one of those makes me really proud to like see a teenager going out and they're themselves you know if it's black pumps black leather jacket fishnets <laughs> but but you know what like they're representing themselves and they're proud of who they are and i love that i love people that are just proud of who they are because you just say to yourself like these people that they don't give two shits about what anybody has to say they're going to wear their fishnets you know like that's the rule of the game 
and and so like you're you're you know you're touching up on let's say uh fashion right and i'm just that, giving that as an example as, you know as an example like you know that that may be slightly easier to do than like comparing it to some of these things that uh these kids are going through but no, yeah. nonetheless i mean that is the moral of the story is most well, certainly um live up to it live your live your fullest life and you know live it the way you want uh i think i think what's uh the elephant in the room in, in a lot of ways is of course the the bullying the 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 traumas of dealing with society um fuck i mean the obvious one losing family members because of it of not being accepted it's these are all very very difficult things to overcome but yeah uh there's there's nothing there's not really much you can do the world has always been this way yeah patience is that's and education and and talk about it yeah just like just like how we're talking about it you know you're really brave dave brave dave (laughs) of course you're gonna make uh, (laughs) we'll put that on t-shirts oh god that would be the best oh brave dave t-shirts yes get get them while they're hot you know yes 39.99 i actually did set up a t-shirt like company that we can work like it does for podcasters people can actually like buy shirts from us but it's a good idea that's Um, no that's a that's a great it's a it's a good one yeah when when, you know we we can probably work on that sometime soon yes and uh and uh I think support our channel. Yes, please. Yeah, please. So we could, so we can do this every day instead of yeah. once a week. Yeah. But, but the whole purpose of what we do is to be able to just share insights. And yes, if you appreciate it, you know, um, give kindly, it a little love, give it a little sugar, mama. Yeah, kind of kindly leave a donation or just buy a. Brave Dave, Dave t-shirt. t-shirt. Brave, brave Dave. Brave but, you Dave. Are really, but you are really brave, man. Like <laughs> you've, you've gone through so much already, and um, and you're and you continue to go. So I can only imagine like what the next fifty years of your life will look like. You're, I can o- I can also imagine just um, the inspiration you might be for a lot of young people out there someday. You ever you ever consider that? ever think about what that's like it's funny because for you know okay nobody hates me but i'm not a very big fan of kids and <laughs> yeah but you get along with your nephew you like your I, nephew i do but like the, what i do is i pretend that kids are dwarves like just small people um <laughs> and it seems so nuts but what happens is is that i talk to kids like as if i talk to adults like as if i'm like and kids love me and it's because i don't treat them like a child i kind of treat them like a friend i kind of relate with them and people might say like okay that's kind of weird but think about it all kids want is people to understand them if you baby talk them and shelter them and hide them they're gonna know what you're doing 
Like, kids are not stupid. They don't sit there, like, eating their crayons and not pay attention to what you're doing. They know what you're doing. God knows that's that's true. I got to watch what I say these days. At four, four years, can't believe at four years old, there's so much attitude coming out of this little tiny person. It really pisses me off sometimes, you know, but it's all right. She's one of me, man. Got to give her a little time. It's all right. I'm just saying, though, for fuck's sake. Like, like <laughs> you do it. You do it. I'm tired. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But, God. yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I would hate children, too, if I was being talked to that way uh, on a regular basis. But that's, uh, But that's the way that I deal with it, and I think that... I think one thing I could always say is a beautiful old-time phrase of the innocence of a child. You know, a child is innocent. I think it's a very misunderstood term. I don't think it literally means that children can be innocent. Uh, Sometimes children can be uh, a little far from that. But I think what it means is that innocent a way of that they're learning. At the point of their life, we're... They're uh, what's what's um, not naive. There's uh, another word for it. Um, come on, I'm trying to. I'm having a brain fart. Help me over here. Skeptical? <laughs> no, not skeptical. Um, they're not, not naive. They're not skeptical. They're there's a word for it. Oh my god, I can't brain fart. Anyway, people will get ch- the point. They're children. They're children, yes. And it's at that point where learning and education is so vital. You know, the whole point of why kids go to school is because they're at that point where their growth is just just crazy. It's just rah. <laughs> <laughs> and education is there so they learn the world. They know how to go through life. They learn different things. They, you know, become people of a society you make, a, you make a, a great point there become people of society so what are we doing to these kids that um that are what within kind of society this? we want to build yeah like what are we doing to them as they're trying to find a way to uh, integrate into society that uh, that we have pretty much created long ago and continue to live it's in some ways, it's such an important question because it, it's really touching up on uh, the the future of these people. They are yeah. they are people. I mean, it, regardless of uh, these sexual preferences they may have uh, and whatever the reasons may be, they're still people. Yeah. Um, you know, makes me think of something crazy like you don't want to bully that kid. All your life, and then when um, you know when you walk into your local bank to get a, a home loan and find out they're behind the desk. <laughs> do you, you want to? You know, it's funny. This reminds me of a story. I knew someone. She went to school, and she was gay. And they kind of, you know, one of the bullies in the school told everybody that she was a lesbian. Damn. And what age bull- was this? 
I think she was like 16. That's yeah, 15, that's what, 15. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this bully like just made her life a living hell. So she told me like I think now she is 26. Yeah, she's 26. I think so. All right, she's 26. Let's just Let's make just say easy. that. Yeah, let's yeah, just say 26. that. And she told me, she told me like, you know, she was, she came home one night very late. She gets a phone call from a number she couldn't recognize. And she answers the phone and she's like, oh, you know, I'm so-and-so. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, why are you calling me? Yeah. What's why? You, how the hell did you get my number? So they finally like met up. It was the bully. That was the person yeah. that was on the phone. And... She said to her, she said to her, I have something to tell you. It's like, okay. She said, I, I was gay in school too. And, you know, when I found out that you came out and you were like proud and happy, it made me jealous because, you know, I wasn't, I was kind of struggling through all of it. So that's why I bullied you. And I told everyone. That's that's insane. And she said to me, she's like, just goes to show you that sometimes your bullies are just as they're a weak little ass pussy than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Sometimes bullies bully you because they think that you're better than them. Yeah, that's you know what? For anybody that doesn't know Jordan Peterson, but he does talk about this. It's just uh, that's usually a lack of self-esteem. You know, people try to hurt others that um, that uh, they may not have anything like to do with. They don't necessarily hate them or it's just something going on in their own personal lives. It's just yeah. a manifestation of uh, the hatred they may have for themselves or for whatever they're going through. Yeah. Um, and that's it's surprising, isn't it? Yeah. Um, when uh, when you kind of get older and you realize that uh, we do this type of shit to each other, I mean, at all at all points in, uh, of our lives, it doesn't necessarily mean just as kids. Some people never grow up, and they continue to do exactly this type of shit to others. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I, I am hopeful though, though there are all these instances of the difficult hurdles many of these people will have to overcome yeah i mean they'll go down in history especially the ones that you know kind of get to the other side and can talk about their stories and pave the way for uh for others to stand and, and just be happy yeah and it it's all about always about the future generations because guess what our lives are going to suck but not as suck as people from the generation before us it always gets a little bit better and better and this is why i think this is a really great way of thinking is this the world is shitty it's okay like that's life the world is always going to be shitty but let's make it less shittier yeah, let's let's work on that. I mean, collectively. 100%. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me of what somebody said once. They were saying like, "Oh, man, the world's gone to shit and there's always so much 
happening. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but it's always been like this. You just have social media now to tell you instantly where before, if it was a century ago, these things were happening anyways. Genocides, you know, famine, disease, uh, all of it. Was, it was happening all the time in many world, and you would you wouldn't find out unless somebody reported it. It had to be that big of a story within uh, the publications of the time. But nowadays, you get to find out an instant, literally minutes after it happens. So, yeah. um, it's it's difficult, especially you know with the cyberbullying. There are people that go online. And they post, you know, beating the crap out of a kid because they're gay or, you know, they're trans or whatever the case may be. And they get like thousands of likes and followers. People are watching this. And it could just be kind of the opposite. You know, we're. You'd never think that they are recording and people secretly record so people can see what's going on. That constant change. There's more now ways of people reaching out. And people actually listening to the pain that's going on. Uh, that's something that we didn't have. You know, like, who had a video? Like, seriously, who had capability of recording a good quality video in 2007? Oh, on nobody. Their phone, on yeah, their phone. No, nobody. Nobody. I mean, nobody even had en- enough, enough storage space for, you know, five minutes of video, let alone hours of content like yeah. what we're able to do thank god for those amazon web services but god. like you said like you said though many of these things didn't exist you know you now have um you have a lot more that you can lean on and i feel like uh even if it's difficult let's say with your parents, there's always somebody that uh, you might be able to connect with and have that conversation and and kind of share what you're going through. Uh, Talking always helps because when you're just stuck in your own head, well, you know, your own mind can convince you of things that are not necessarily the case and they can convince you to do things that um, you may not really want to do. You're, 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 perception and ability to rationalize is is diminished when you're in such um stressful positions and and feel like you don't have anybody to talk to but if you you know if you are one of these people understand that uh you have somewhere you can turn to it's called the what was it the trevor foundation the trevor project the trevor project yeah i mean they uh the trevor project they're a really great organization you know i i am the kind of person that i don't support all the organizations that are in the lgbtq community some of them are really violent um they're irrational and i, I just i don't like their behavior i really think they're doing a lot more damage than than good but you do have those organizations like the trevor project that they purposely do what they say that they're going to do. They got counselors. They have an online chat. They really try to help reach out as much as they can. And they're really, like, not flashy. Like, you know, I've worked with them before in the past. 
Like they seriously are like, okay, like we don't want to be in your face. Like they're not all about like, you know, we want all the media companies coming to us. And it says to me that I can entrust in that company that if, you know, anyone that's listening, if you know somebody, uh, maybe a family member, maybe a friend that needs a listening guide, they're young, they don't know what's going on, they're confused, the trevorproject.org. Go ahead and get, give them a checkout. If you want to donate, they have a donation section on their website as well. So, No yeah. sponsorship. No just sponsorship, to make sure. just trying yeah. to help out a good yeah. organization. Yeah, it's um, it's really it's really something. It's nice to hear that there there's still good people out there doing something yeah. for for somebody else. Uh, it's rare, but I think that pretty much wraps it up. I, uh, the the situation with LGBTQ youth, uh, um, I would say, in conclusion, though very very difficult and uh, painful, better than what it was like just 20 years ago. Yeah. And um, with resources like what we just mentioned, it's, it, it'll continue to get easier. I think uh, the best, the best thing I can leave people with is uh, just focus, focus on yourself. Don't worry about the world and everybody else. All right, guys, we have reached that time in our podcast. This has been great. It has been fun, and we got lost in the groove. So stay tuned. Every Tuesday, be sure to check out a new episode of Lost in the Groove. It premieres about 2 a.m. in the morning, and our other channels, Sham Bam with Mike and Dave, which is our Patreon podcast, and our extra special, The Shindig Variety Show. Podcast. Links will be down in the description box so you can vote for what topic we cover next season. And what other kind of content or new ideas and stuff we have to offer. Thank you guys so much for watching. Catch you guys in the next one.